this episode of Bound by Books. I'm one of your hosts, Sherry Hayes, and I am joined today by Marianne Maria. How are you, Marianne? I'm good. How are you, Sherry? I am doing pretty well today. We started out with some rain, but uh, the sun did make an appearance, so that's good. And I think you're getting the opposite, aren't you? You had this did you have sunshine this morning I, and then you're getting rain up till about 10 minutes ago and now everything's kind of ominous and the trees are really still so it's like ooh, <laughs> waiting we're supposed to be getting a bad thunderstorm with some hail and so forth so if we get interrupted uh, it's because it was because mother nature did not want us to do this podcast and i think let's, maybe <laughs> let's just cross our fingers that it oh, the mother nature holds off and lets us uh lets us record this so uh What's new in your world? I know the last time on the last podcast, you were talking to Tina about uh, one of the stories that you were, you were almost done with it or you were done with it. I released it yesterday to Robin Peterman for, yes, it's uh, the, the, the title of the story is called Witch Upon a Star. It's part of the Magic and Mayhem universe, and it will release on June twenty, uh, June twenty second, I believe. I believe. Uh, don't don't hold me to that, but I think it's June twenty seventh, twenty uh, second. So, and it's um, it's the third book I've written in her in her universe, and I am also um, about I have about ten thousand words, maybe fifteen left in uh, the Sirens Mate, which is the mm-hmm. book three in my Lords of Aloris trilogy and uh it's a a shifter fantasy romance you know spicy shifter fantasy romance so um which actually is um brings me to what our topic is today because i just Mm -hmm. finished writing a a fight scene and um so today we are talking about writing all the action and action yes. is in quotation marks because action can mean a lot of different things. So, Sherry, I'm going to let you take it away from there since I just brought the topic up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So writing all the action, we thought we would touch on this. We were we were chatting about topics that we could talk about. And um, we thought this would be a really good one because um, I write a lot of sex scenes in my stories and um but i do have some action in some of my books i have uh i have some suspense mystery going on in a few of my books um and marianne has a lot of fight scenes and a lot of action scenes both I do and she does have some sex scenes as well i do so we, we both have a quite a bit of uh experience in this area yes yes we do <laughs> um so Marianne, let's start with uh what do you how do you view when you're writing a uh, a fight scene versus a sex scene what are what are some of the um the differences that you can can think of and how you approach that you have to put yourself in the in the mindset of the character who is either being attacked or the one who is doing the attacking. Mm-hmm. 
and if you're you know usually it's the one who's being attacked or being in the, in the middle of a kind you of know, stumbling in, into a conflict or being forced into a conflict because they have to defend themselves. Um, this is, or they have to defend somebody else. Mm. You know, almost every single one of my books, I, I, I have to I, I requalify that. Every one of my books has, has some kind of an action scene in it in the sense that there is some kind of a fight where they have to defend themselves or someone they love and you know or an innocent okay. of some kind so the the mindset that i have to put in is you have to take into consideration fear you have to take into consideration panic you have to take into consideration the skill sets that i have given each character mm -hmm. because some have more than others whether they are relying just on physical um physical abilities hands mm -hmm. hands you know feet heads you know to, to be able to fight right. you know if they're fighting in human form if they're fighting in shifter form if they're fighting in vampire form if they're fighting in witch form you know because which yeah, is you have you, know, you yeah you do a lot of you know paranormal yes writing yes. so you have to think about not only like you said the physical stuff of like what a normal you know human would do but also it's like okay well if they have the ability to fly right it how how does that factor into you know what they're doing the the scene the situation um both uh, offensively and defensively right St yeah. fights fight scenes whether they're defensive or offensive always have to be a little more staccato in terms mm -hmm. of um the punchiness of the the lines and the the punchiness of the dialogue and or the inner dialogue that's going on and the emotion that's going on you also have to remember yeah. somebody who's like say they're say they're running away and they're running on a beach you know they're you know or running even if they're or they're running in in mm -hmm. in loamy grass the, the feel of the grass under their feet as they're as each of their feet you know their their footsteps pounds the ground what it right. does the reverberation up there up you know through their the balls of their feet into the into their into their calves and the, how their muscles feel as they're as they're stretching and retracting and stretching and retracting mm -hmm. if somebody is going to throw a, a punch the reverberation you know you know from their from their their closed fist up up their arm because if somebody's not used to throwing a punch you know that's that's that the 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 recoil from that just like a recoil from shooting a gun could could send somebody backwards if they don't know how to if they don't know how to properly plant their feet and and get their stance and and you know and hold you know hold the 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 kickback that comes you know from something like that so i mean all of this has to be taken into con into consideration you know also mm -hmm. the you know the fact that adrenaline when adrenaline you know, uh, uh, is in is is coursing through your bloodstream in a in 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 fear as opposed to like excitement. It causes your 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 plane of vision to narrow. You know, you get what they refer to as tunnel right. vision, and you also lose your fine motor skills when you have panic. You know, and and you know people who who can touch their forefinger. I mean, for those who are listening and not watching on 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 uh, YouTube, you know, you touch your fingers. You know you know, your forefinger to your thumb and your middle finger to your thumb, your ring finger, and then your pinky. And you can do that relatively quickly, you know, when you're, when you're just calm and so forth. But when you are panicked and, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and you're, it's a flight or fight type of a syndrome, you lose those fine motor skills, you know? So yeah. when I was training in 
martial arts, because I do hold two degrees, I'm a first and second degree black belt, you are taught, we are taught to make a plan to think about what you're going to do and then do it. You don't always have more than maybe a second or two to do that when you're in a fight or flight situation. That is why when, you know, you take like a self-defense course, because that was part of my training too, was, was teaching women about self-defense is that you don't always take the same route home. And if you do take the, you know, but even if you are, you know, encountering somebody, if somebody is going to grab you from behind, what are the things you can do? So number one, you can breathe. And number two, you can think, you know, so, and then, you know, or if somebody if somebody knocks you to the ground, what are your what are the, the 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 weapons that are always with you at that time? It's your hands, your feet, your brain, and your voice. So these are these are the things. All this training that I've had are things that I incorporate into every single action scene, fight scene that I write to make them mm -hmm. as authentic as possible. And I've also it's a it's a choreography too. There's the choreography of a fight. You know, you can't you have to actually plan it out. And I've actually had some of my karate compatriots, you know, when we mm -hmm. met for dinner or drinks or coffee or what have you, I'd say, okay, right. I'm planning to do X, Y, and Z. How do you think that would plan out? And we've actually, you know, have actually had somebody grab me, uh, you know, so that I could figure out what was the, what would be the best course of action in order to be able to get to the next step. But I think that, I think in that respect, it would be also be realizing how your body responds and how you feel, because when we're writing, we need to connect the we need to put the reader into that position or at least allow them to be able to imagine what that position would be like so you need to kind of know like what does it feel like when you're running through grass yep. and you know in bare feet like what are you thinking about all those details thinking about is yep. the grass soft is the grass like uh you know bristly is mm -hmm. it you know is it you know wet you yep. know was it damp is there dew on the you know on the grass right. think about all those things because just those little things but when you're writing it you really like you said earlier you have to do more uh shorter sentences and even sometimes one word sentences because you again it's creating that emotion it's creating tension that, the yeah, tension and, yep and creating and actually yeah, creating the tension actually uh, almost like speeding up the reader's heart because yes. you want them to feel exactly. what the, you know, what the character is feeling. Yep. Yep. They have that emotional connection. And the best way to do that in an action scene is short sentences, Absolutely. staccato, uh, you know, sentences doing, you know, doing just very choppy. And most of the time when we learn, when we talk about writing, the last thing you want to do is write a choppy sentence. Like, you know, where you're, 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 you know, you're in school and they're yeah. telling you like, don't write choppy sentences. Yeah. But fragments actually, are bad, but fragments right. are not bad. Exactly. Fragments increase tension, both in, in emotion, as well as physical tension. Mm -hmm. It's, they are, they, and, and also fragments are the way that we speak. It's yes. very, very much um, the conversational people do not speak grammatically correct full sentences all the time, you no. know. So uh, <laughs> you have to take that into consideration. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, trying to weave 
the emotion of what's going on in someone's head while they are in a, in a fight or flight situation, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's defense or offense, that, you know, as at the same time, keeping the tension high, the adrenaline high, both for the character and the reader is very important. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's like a, 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 a beautifully crafted choreographed dance. And, um, yeah. And I think yeah. you also you have to remember also that the longer the action scene and the longer that things that you have to have something stupid or something silly happen at, at you know, or, you know, something, have that, something go wrong. Yeah. Something like, yeah, the, like, like the character. It just doesn't like one of my biggest pet peeves with superhero movies is. And I know I'll, I'll probably Tina and, and Danielle are probably <laughs> like going, no, but because um, they love Marvel movies. If you followed our podcast for a while, they are huge yeah. <laughs> Marvel fans. But one of my big pet peeves in a lot of superhero movies and not all of them, but a lot of them is that the superhero is just so like perfect. perfect. Yeah, they just, you know, they have the exact powers or skill set to combat whatever it is that's, you know, that's happening. There's not a whole lot of adjusting that needs to take place. And there does need to be a little bit of a struggle. I know in the last action scene I wrote, um, it was uh, it was my heroine, one of my heroines getting, um, basically getting, you know, pushed up against a wall and, you know, strangled by, you know, the villain. And, you know, that was, you know, you it was high stakes because she, you know, she, you know, she's this, you know, she's this pretty petite woman against this very large, very aggressive man. And, you know, she doesn't have, she's not a karate, she doesn't have a black belt in karate. Well, uh, you know, I got to tell you, sometimes, I mean, so. it's, remember the line from the Karate Kid where he said, where they said that, you know, nothing replaces your, your, you know, your brain, you know, eyes, mm -hmm. ears, and your brain. Well, I mean, it's yeah. true. You have to, you have to think. I mean, I remember walking out mm -hmm. of the ice rink because my family are hockey players, my son, my, my, my kids, and my husband. And, um, uh, I was leaving the rink by myself and it was like 9 30 10 o'clock at night and it was a late practice because you know hockey hockey time you know ice time is just god awful times because of how expensive it is and there were three big teenage guys or young adult guys mm -hmm. hanging out underneath the light post near where my car was and I thought to myself okay yes I am a black belt I, but this is three against one and I'm still a woman. So, you know what, I'm going to go inside and I'm going to get somebody to walk with me because hey. you have to be smart about certain things, but you're right about having something go wrong. You're right. Like I just wrote a, I, I, in, a in an action scene that I just wrote in the sirens mate, they are on the deck of a fishing trawler that is in the process. They are in the middle of, the, of the, the first stirrings of a storm. They have been boarded by nefarious people who, you know, who are looking for something that they have. And they've, she, you know, the, 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 the villain or, you know, has already shot one person. And now she's, now she's shot, you know, she's killed him. You know, it's like she shot him mm -hmm. in the leg and now she's killed him because, um, she's not getting what she wants and she's trying to tell them she's not playing. And my main character, um, she's, she basically turns like something out of, you know, the shining, <laughs> you know, turns, turns and is like you, you know, and then mm. she, then she slips 
then she slips on the on the in the rain on the deck and she slips so the villain is laughing and it's like you know have her in, in i have the inner monologue like you know you know i you know I look a fool, you know, that that type of a thing. But then it's like, all it does is just basically fuel her hate fire to go to go after this woman. But, you know, Mother Nature intervenes and, you know, she and the storm kicks up and she doesn't have the chance because she hasn't fully fledged. Um, she hasn't fully realized, not fully fledged, fully realized the fact that she has these powers because she hasn't gotten that. We haven't gotten there in the story yet. But right. it's like, you know, so there's this action. So I, you know, I, I, I know my readers when they get up to that point are going to be holding their breath to see what happens. So having this main character slip in the, you know, on the, on the, you know, it's like, you can just see yourself going, yep, that would be me. That would be me in the middle of trying to do something just falling right on my ass, you know? So yeah. it's, it was just to give my readers a chance to exhale and inhale for the rest of it, to, to give them a chance just right. to kind of breathe. And that's important yeah. too, is to give your, your, your readers a chance to breathe. And you do mm -hmm. that through interjection of humor. Well, that or just having some good times because like a romantic suspense is a perfect example there because there's typically a lot of a lot of suspenseful, you know, nail biting type moments, but they're interspersed, they're dispersed with um, with more lighthearted moments, more getting to know you even sexy times, yep. you know, that type of thing. Yep. But so it's not just boom, 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 one right after another. And, you know, for 200 pages of, you know, these people being in like dire peril. Right. So I remember, I remember, a I remember a situation in a book that I read years and years ago of a situation where that, you know, some, a guy had a, a girl pinned on a bathroom floor. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like the situation where she was going to be sexually attacked. And mm -hmm. I thought, so, you know, and I'm, and I'm cringing because I hate those, those kinds of scenes, even though, you know, they, they just are, but the, the writer had the, had the girl fart. She passed gas and it was just like, it was a, it was an involuntary thing. But it was enough to have the attacker be a little distracted because of, I guess, how pungent it was, mm. and she was able to get away. So I mean, that had me laughing, and I and so it's. I mean, you're thinking I read this book; it yeah. has to be 20 years ago, maybe even and you longer. Still remember. And I still remember it because of how it made me laugh in a situation that was was you know it was making my shoulders go in my into my ears you know because of how yeah. stressful it was so when you said that you had your character pushed up against the wall that's the first thing i thought of was oh my god have her have her pass gas have her pass gas yes. oh, <laughs> so that but that's me yeah that <laughs> so, is hilarious so that, that, it's a unique i mean it's a great way of like I said, I mean, there's different ways you can do it with humor. You can do it with just, you know, it, it making the situation, you know, getting them out of that situation and then having some like downtime. But when you're writing, you have to have ups and downs. You can't just have a, I mean, unless you're writing, even if you're writing a thriller, you have to have some downtimes. You, you do. have to have, you have to have that ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. When Absolutely. you're writing or else you're going to lose a lot of readers just yeah. because they need that time to breathe. <laughs> yeah, they do. They need the time to breathe. Absolutely. They do. And I so. think it's the same thing. Like we said, we're, you know, writing all the action. So yes. in, in terms of, you know, we, we're, we've covered as, you know, 
Most fights, of the fight fights, stuff. My yes. fight stuff or, or fight or flight, which I'm sure we could get into if we, we wanted to do another pod, another podcast <laughs> on the minutia of actually writing a, writing a, a fight scene. We could, but we're just mm-hmm. touching on, on on all the action right now. So, right. you know, your expertise is writing the other kind of action. Yes, the, the sexy kind of, the, kind of action. The action. No, 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 no. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, although I will say that there are a lot of similarities um, between the, you know, writing a fight scene and writing a sex scene because uh, you do have to think about similarly the choreography, uh, you know, where everybody's hands and feet and arms and mouth and all, all of that is. You also have to think about the feeling, like what does it feel like when, you know, you okay unless you're writing a shifter that is, you know, double, triple, quadruple jointed, you can't have them, you know, with their arms and legs splayed in really funky directions you know, yeah. or even in just what would normally be an uncomfortable direction, unless you're writing, like I said, like a paranormal or something like that, where you have a character who's, you know, got these special abilities where, you know, they're not going to, you know, be a, be affected by that because the I average just, person is I, just not going to be able to stay in certain positions for a very long time without, you know, having some muscle and joint issues and you yeah. need to think cramp, about that cramp, cramp, <laughs> exactly. cramp. I mean, but it, that's all the stuff that goes into it because again and also even like in that perspective even the age of your characters if yes. you're writing older characters like yeah. 40 plus which some people some writers do and it's a big you know it's a big subgenre in romance they're going to react a little differently yeah. in sex scenes than they would if they were 20 something yeah the silver foxes yeah yeah, I mean it's a huge subgenre. I, I have an to author I write I read I love and she specializes in silver foxes. Her heroes and her heroines are 40 plus. And I love it, but it's funny because she does the same thing. She interjects humor, you know, somebody gets a cramp or you know, just can't quite bend or do this and you know, they want to go they this bend way and then they can't get up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but it, it's that. endearing. It's it really is endearing when you see that, especially for those of us who are over forty. Yeah, <laughs> and you know can relate to those certain things. Well, that's I think is very important right there is is relatability. It is your 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 you want your readers to be able to picture themselves in the situation or on the in a, in a on the flip side, saying not just picturing themselves, but oh my god, that happened to me. You know, and I had, you know, I I do have to qualify, though, when you you talked about shifters and triple, double, triple jointed and so (laughs) forth. Um, Do you have one of those? I do not. My shifters, my shift, shift, writing shifter romance is not writing bestiality. There are some people who don't understand that. Okay, shifters have sex in human form they may be supernaturally strong they have may have supernatural abilities to bring you to a crescendo on another level but um they are they they still have you know two arms two legs two hands two feet as far as my shifters go i'm sure but it but i actually kat johnson is a is an author friend and she writes uh she had to explain that to to a rep at amazon of all places 
that shift in romance did not qualify as bestiality. So, you know, it's That's like hilarious. It's, it's you think that they they put people in charge of handling us as authors that they would know things like this, that it would be part of their their you know, author Bibles and when it's when they talk about genres, you know, so, but she had to oh, school, wow. she had to school this man. I, I, I will say, I mean, I'm not, I think I've mentioned this before on a podcast. I am not the hugest fan of shifter romances. It's just not my thing. Um, I've never really been like, I've tried okay. to read a couple of them. It's Danielle said thing. the same thing. And I told her she and I couldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> so. I guess that means you too. So no, I'm only kidding. Um, it's not everybody's cup but, of tea. Just like there's some people who don't no. like vampires. You know, that the idea of blood mm-hmm. makes them sick. You know? Yeah, I know. I, I oh, yeah, I've had people oh. are like, oh, a vampire romance. I'm like, I absolutely love. I actually love vampire romance. I've never written one, but I liked. I enjoy reading them. But yeah, for some reason, I'm not really sure why. But shifters just don't do it for me. But um, so, I do think. I mean, I do think the whole, the, I mean, I don't necessarily know that the double, triple, well, the double, triple, triple wouldn't only deal with shifters in potential it, because like, say you have a contortionist yeah, or a gymnast yeah. or a gymnast or something. Yeah. That's, but that's all things that need to be taken into consideration right. when you're writing a love scene. Also when you're writing a fight scene. So similarities, I will say one thing that, um, that sticks out to me as far as differences in writing a sex scene versus a fight scene is you do not have as many staccato sentences no. in a sex scene as you do things because sex scenes tend to be a little more flowy and I mean you still have the driving emotion but it's not usually with the except of maybe the climax moment you do not really have a lot of staccato short punchy sentences the other thing is that i know i noticed in some of the different books that i have read that there are some people who are just chatty kathy's when they're writing their sex scenes i mean their characters are just chatting away with each other i mean it could be dirty talk you know but Mm -hmm. they're just chatting away chatting away chatting away and i know in my (laughs) own personal life i'm like shut up you know you're interrupting the cast of characters in my head here you know so i just i i I think it really has to do with style also, because Mm -hmm. when I write my own spicy scenes, um, my spicy scenes are usually take place in one person's head. And then their, then the, the, their, their partner interjects with dialogue or so forth. But in terms of the emotion, it's usually just, I mean, obviously it's one person's emotion because you stay in one person's point Mm -hmm. of view, but, um, there are a few times when I've head hopped a little bit in, in sex scenes. And I think because it makes it, it more, it's, it's interesting to kind of see what's going on in both people's heads that maybe if you were ever going to head hop, that that would be one of the only places where I think it, the, a reader wouldn't mm. mind so much as long as it's very, very clear. So um, try not to do it, but at the same time, if it happens, you know, you just have to make sure that it's very clear who's speaking and who's feeling at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try. I mean, I, I don't really head hop when it comes to a sex scene per se, unless I'm, I'm not like in the middle of it. I will, if I'm going to change 
change my because I usually when the way I write my my chapters is I usually the first first half of the chapter is usually in one point of view and the second part second part of the chapter is in the so you have a scene uh, change. others so a scene yeah. change yeah not necessarily a scene change I can literally be writing I can be writing a, a sex scene and be in the middle of it and change my my POV but then the rest of that scene is most likely in that same pov depending on how long the scene goes i have had some scenes that go on for more than one chapter <laughs> wow. because i <laughs> well keep in mind i'm writing i i write bdsm so when i say a scene like for example the story i'm currently writing at the moment uh is a bdsm it's claiming his kiss is going to be out this fall and i am currently writing a wax play scene so I have started the scene and, you know, with it, you know, with her walking into the room and the setup of the scene, oh, so set up and break down, the, yeah. getting on, you know, getting up onto the table, the actual scene itself with the wax is like half of a chapter. And then the next chapter starts, we're still in the scene and we're now kind of in the getting the wax off of her type situation which is still part of the scene because getting it off is essential as getting it on <laughs> so right, I'm, assu I'm assuming we're not talking like when you go for a bikini wax that you're using no. strips of paper uh, to, to kind no, of no we're okay. not <laughs> no if you're ever interested anybody's listening if you're ever in interested uh you can go on youtube and actually search for bdsm wax play and there uh there's a couple of really good tutorials on how to do wax play safely uh in bdsm because you don't want to just go just a kind of an fyi please do if you're interested do not go to your yankee candle store buy a wax buy a candle and try to use that on your partner because you will burn them <laughs> there are special candles that you have to use in order to do wax play safely so just keep that in mind good to um, know but, yeah <laughs> so but i mean yeah i mean my my scenes like i said between you between the time that the scene starts which is literally the setup usually from the time the dom basically says that they you know were playing we're going to play go you know go over here or kneel here wherever it is to the time it actually ends it can be a couple of chapters it just depends on how intricate the scene is what emotions i'm tapping into with that scene um especially scenes like when i in my finding anna series because um it deals with a heroine who has trauma in her past the scenes especially when they first got together and they were first starting their sexual relationship those scenes drew out a really long time because i was tapping into all the conflicting emotions and feelings that both characters were having you know and how mm. they were approaching things so but that's all things that you need to incorporate into a sex scene it shouldn't just be in i mean it a good sex scene should not just be wham bam thank you man it should be there for a reason it should be there to push the story forward to help the characters come together relate connect there should be a reason behind it and well, be do not do not 
dis a good wham bam thank you ma'am if it happens after a pretty intense fight scene because sometimes you need that release but again <laughs> there's a purpose to it i mean it's right. not just say but there's a purpose to it and the you can use that release to you know after a, a fight scene to still further the connection between your hero and heroine yep. you can still use utilize that because um so battle, yeah battle like battle mm-hmm. when you're when the you're adrenaline the adrenaline's running in, in a in a battle it, it's very similar mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that tension oh yeah very similar so oh yeah uh, but when you're writing a story if it's a romance you definitely want to think of like how does does them coming together in this way um actually change the course of the relationship maybe they've been fighting this whole time you know maybe they've been bickering and this, they do this fight you know they get involved in this really intense fight scene and then they you know the you know the tension the adrenaline just comes together and boom you know they just have this explosion explosion you know and end up having sex against the wall or whatever it is yeah, yeah. and you know but again it and then you've got it you've got it then as a writer you have to fill and figure out how you're going to use that change what are you doing with it are they then is it how is it changing their relationship is it changing their relationship i mean most of the time it is going to or maybe not maybe it makes things very very awkward right exactly sometimes sometimes and also sometimes the situation is that there have been there's been such sexual tension built between two characters waiting for over the course of an entire book and they've built it up in their heads and then when they finally have the act come to fruition they're let down because the Mm -hmm. other person isn't uh, isn't what they've built up in their heads and that's you know and that's that's always something where it's a love triangle that you could always Mm -hmm. use in a love triangle where there's somebody you know that they're in love Mm -hmm. with two different people and they've built up one person so much more than the other and then they they fall short they fall short in a lot of different ways and then you it's like they they almost like an awakening an epiphany there's so many different ways that you can use you can steer the tension whether it's in a fight or flight situation or if it's in a sex in a, in, a, in a in a sexual nature and it doesn't always have to be an in their face in your face on mm-hmm. on page type of a thing these things can happen fade to black they can happen off page it can be it can happen in a in a you know in a a, a, a reminiscence when you know she closes the door behind her and goes well that was the biggest waste of my time you know that type of a thing it's just you there's a, so many ways that you can use that tension to augment the story and steer the story forward mm-hmm. i mean how many times and how many movies where you know there's this big action scene and then you see you know the scene changes and they're in a hallway or you know a room or something and they just you know they they're in this embrace they just start they're like making out basically and then they go into a room door shuts and it's it's in scene yep yeah and then it flashes to either the next day or the next morning or whatever and then you deal with it what happens yep. but she's it's again it's a what happens yep. and you as the writer get to decide that yes that's part of being a writer deciding that's these the things. fun part of getting <laughs> yeah. to be a that's the fun part of being a writer is getting to decide 
what happens next with your characters, whether it's writing a fight scene or a sex scene or really any other action scene, because there are a lot of different, I mean, family dramas can be action scenes. Absolutely. Family dramas are usually, and they often do end up in, in, in fights fist fights it happens but then yeah. there's but there's there's all action can also be verbal abuse as well as and verbal defense self-defense mm-hmm. if you're if you're in your if you're sitting at a, a a table with your family and it's thanksgiving and somebody's you know there's there's undercurrents of things that have not been discussed and somebody brings up the wrong thing and that's it it's like you know the, you know the the matriarch or the patriarch puts their fork and knife down with a big loud bang and so forth then it's like you know the gun goes off and that's it you know we're off to the races here you know and again it's it's picking the right words and the right um the right rhythm of your words absolutely pacing pacing creates that yeah pacing i mean it's it's such an important part and it's one thing i think when i was unless things have changed because again i've been out of school for a really long time that's not really something I recall learning a lot about because I learned a lot about sentence structure and grammar and spelling and things like that. But I don't really remember learning a ton about pacing when I was reading, when we were doing like reading, uh, like reading books and stuff, we would talk about pacing, but actual creative writing and talking about having good pacing when to use and when not to use. I don't really remember going into all of that that much. I, I, I think it, it that really falls under the purview of creative writing rather than just mm-hmm. regular English classes. And um, I, I don't remember having those in high school as much as, I mean, I was always a writer, you know, from mm-hmm. the time I could start scribbling my name. Um, but I really don't, I mean, it wasn't until I got to college and I started taking creative writing classes and formatting classes and, and so forth. And um, it's funny though, because I remember having the teacher, you know, and the professor, they're talking so much about um, the hidden meanings behind certain things. Like, I, you know, the, the, the you're, people have probably seen the, mo- the meme that's out there where it says, you know, the English teacher wants to know why the curtains were blue and all of these, oh, ki- yes. these students are writing these dissertations about how it's, you know, it's reflective of the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the inner, the inner, uh, inner stressy, depressing All the symbolism. And it's, the like, symbolism. it's like, no, the curtains were the blue, curtains because, are just blue because the curtains in, in the writer's office happened to be blue at the time. You know, it's like this. So I, I laugh at that. I do. I laugh at that. Yes. I I can, I can, you know, I can relate to that because like people just like, they'll ask like, how did you come up with this? And I'm just like, um, I was in somebody's house and I saw it and I liked it. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did. You know, (laughs) it's just, but it goes back to the whole inspiration. Like, where do you get inspiration? Where did you get inspiration for this? Well, you know, writers, every writer that I have ever met in 10 plus years of doing, of writing books and going to book conferences and stuff, whenever I have talked to another writer about where we get our inspiration, the answer is quite literally everywhere. Yep. Yep. I wrote, I wrote the book um, called Taste Me, which is, book four and the um red veil diaries club vampire 
It takes place in Texas and the, as well as in New York City, because the Red Veil Vampire Club is in New York City. Well, my, the one I created is not really a Red Veil in New York City. If there is, if there, it's copyright infringement. Um, <laughs> anyway, but I got the inspiration from my main character, Jace, from a cowboy who happened to be, be pumping gas into his pickup truck in college station go. in college station texas when i was visiting my daughter danielle who uh, who attended texas a&m at the time and he was we were at a red light waiting to go pick her up for something or other i don't know if mm -hmm. we're gonna go to her dorms and he was at the gas station filling up and i remember turning my head and seeing him there he had on um, a tank top and his jeans and his cowboy boots and he had a cowboy hat on and and i just thought oh my god that's a character right there. I have to have that person as a character. So when you read Taste Me, that character was based on that cowboy that I saw in that mm -hmm. in that Texas town when my daughter was yep. there. So yeah, yeah, inspiration hits anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. You, you just you just never know. And I take a lot of inspiration um, from places, people as well as places, but places because. I want, I like to be able to visualize a place in my head so that I can think about the sights and sounds and tastes and textures um, and get a real feel of that. So even if it's not exactly, I will still try to think of a place that's similar that yep. I have been to mm -hmm. that I can then use as the inspiration for making that scene come to life, making that space come to life so that my readers can really feel like they're there. And that's um, and also it, action. It is. That is it also is. action. So mo most of writing is action. That's the thing, because you don't want to write like it, you're, we're not writing research papers. Mm -hmm. What's creative writing. So, you know, it is writing all the action. The um, yes. under that falls under the general umbrella of all different kinds. It's things that get your exactly. blood pumping, get your mind wandering, racing, making you think what if. And it goes emotions flowing. Absolutely. That's what that's what it's all about mm. when you write all the action. So yes, 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 yes. I think we I think we covered it. I think that's good. I think, it, I think it's a good, I think it was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anybody, anybody who's wants to write some comments in the, in, you know, about an action scene that, that uh, they were reading, whether it was something that was fraught with tension that you needed to exhale and what made you exhale, mm -hmm. like the character I was talking about that passed gas or, you know, anything that, whether it was something humorous or whatever, or if you have a, a, a tip as a reader of things that you like, um or things that you don't like you know just mm -hmm. let us know um, yeah leave them in the comments yeah, on leave YouTube. Them in the we, comments. we check them we go over on youtube we all check the comments so uh feel free to leave a comment down there and um yeah let us know about your face maybe some of your favorite action scenes yeah um that you've read or wrote so, so anyway awesome. thank you for listening look uh check in with us again next week um mondays noontime and this is bound by books bye 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 thank you for listening to the bound by books podcast for more information about the show and all of our hosts visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com and if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave a review